The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Friday morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the show, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. That's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Right there on the right side of the page, we should be going live. If we're not, we're the second set of video, or second video screen that is down below Bradley's, which comes on in the afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Just click on that, and you can watch the live video show, video portion of the show. And ah, I forgot to turn off people messaging me. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, we also have the live video stream going on Twitter at FPP Tim, FPP Tim on Twitter. Also, Periscope and Twitch carry us at Setting Brush Fires. Our Facebook page is Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. We're in the midst of a two-week ban. We come off of that on Wednesday of next week, so we're streaming over on YouTube on Setting Brush Fires as well. And then BeforeIt'sNews.com, catch us there, front page. And then DLive.TV is the other outlet that we stream to at The Sons of Liberty. And we appreciate our friends over there as much as the other ones uh, across our platforms. Good morning to you guys. And if you want to catch us, uh, if you're branching out beyond Facebook and some of these others, Spreely, Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.Life at Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. And then if you want to call in, look, we're going to be covering this the same topic that we had yesterday. And that's... We may even go another show or two. It, it just depends. We're going to probably talk about that after. Uh, Sean and I were talking about that this morning. If we want to go one more show because there's just a ton of information. You guys who checked out the archive yesterday at sonsoflibertymedia.com, you saw the voluminous amount of information and documentation on the subject matter of Pizzagate. And we're going to continue that today uh, by talking about this guy, James Alphantis, uh, Comet Pizza, and then also we're going to kind of wrap it up with saying, okay, this information, uh, you guys saw enough yesterday to where you, everybody should be going, why was nothing done about this? This is obvious what's going on, one would think, and yet FBI is pretty much quiet on it. Oh, nothing to see here. DC police, nothing to see here. I want to talk a little bit about that as well. But before we get to that, let me introduce our guest. And uh, we 
had him on yesterday, uh, Sean Argyle. He runs a YouTube channel called Sean Speaks. He's put together all the information that sharing with that we're sharing with you today. And one of the things I want to just warn people about that we didn't do yesterday, there there's some images that are just very disturbing. And so we're going to see some things today. It's I don't think me scrolling through, I don't think they were some as uh, disturbing as some of the other even though they're they're disturbing, but I'm talking about in the, in a graphic sense. I will want to warn you if you have children up or if you're doing this in the afternoon, you're replaying or whatever the case may be, some of this you definitely want to use some discretion over and um, and do your homework on. And then I think we need to really push, uh, Sean, for uh, people to really have this investigated by somebody outside of D.C. That's my thought. Good morning, man. Good morning, Tim. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I hope you're ready to roll. Uh, I know you worked late, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna get right to that. Now, one of the things that we talked about was going ahead and picking up some from what we were yesterday, moving yeah. into the subject that we're gonna cover today, which is basically the same subject but a little bit of a different topic. We're gonna move in to speaking a little bit about this guy and some of the the information that you have. So why don't you kick us off and tell us what you got for us today? Okay, well, obviously, we covered the emails yesterday. We covered Comet Pizza. We covered, you know, this, the photos of the children towards the end. So we've covered all that. So that's there for the viewers to look at. So what I will jump on now is let's jump on to James Alafantes, the owner of Comet Pizza, and who was associated with the Obamas, the Clintons, the Podestas. Let's dig into him a little bit and let's show the viewers who he is. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to go from there and we're going to work through some more stuff in the document and talk about Comet Pizza I'm also going to talk to you about the FBI symbols of paedophilia and how they were associated, and then we can get on to the uh, to the Washington D.C. police non-investigation. Okay, all right. Well, I've got uh, James Elefantis up, so we're ready to go when you are. Cool. Are we on page 122? We yes. are. Okay, so this is James Alephantis on the right. So this is just a statement which he uh, made to the BBC in December. And he basically said, they ignore basic truths, Alephantis tells BBC. For instance, the conspiracy supposedly is we ran a restaurant. We, we run it out of the restaurant's basement. We don't have a basement. And that was on December the 2nd, 2016. So he's talking about Pizzagate. When this went viral, you know, people said he had a basement, he said he didn't. But then in this quote from April 2016, he made a comment to Metro Weekly, like our sauce, we harvest a whole crop of organic tomatoes, 10 tons of tomatoes every year, can them, store them in the basement and have like a harvest party when it gets loaded in. So he's contradicted himself. One minute he said he doesn't have a basement, the next minute he said he does. So this is just something to point out where he's lied, okay? Okay. Okay, so who is James Alephantis? If you just go to the next page... There's just some facts I want to point out about his name. So James Alephantis is similar to the French phrase J. Alephantis, which translates to I like children. Okay. That could be a coincidence. It may not. Okay. Now it's not just similar, but it's actually an exact anagram. If you twist the letters round, it actually says infant sale. Okay. Now understanding these people communicate through symbolism, this could be nothing. However, it could be a big something. This is how things operate on the black market. You know, if if he is a child trafficker, these are the sort of things they would do to, to show people who know the game, what they're, what they're into. Okay. Well, they've, they've already done this with, uh, with the terms that they're using in, in dealing with pizza. So this wouldn't be something that's far fetched. I wouldn't think. 
Well, exactly. You know, the fact that it says, uh, I love, I like, the, his name translates to I like children, and it's also an anagram for infant sale. It's a bit concerning. Okay. Now, he does claim that his name's of Greek heritage, okay? But if you search for that name, less than 50 people basically have that name in, in, in Greece. There is a similar spelling, which is Alephantis, spelt with an uh, E, um, but that's more common than Alephantis, spelt, sorry, Alephantis, spelt with an I, but that's more far more common than Elephantis, spelt with an E. So it basically appears that um, this is a deliberate misspelt version of the original Greek name, Alephantis. So it's like the name was chosen for a specific reason, for a specific purpose, which then ties into the anagrams we've just discussed. Okay. So these are just some facts I wanted to tell you about him. So, you know, who is he? If you scroll down to the next page, please. You know, who is James Alephantis? Well, he's a high school dropout turned millionaire. So how did somebody who dropped out of high school, who runs just a normal pizza restaurant, we're, we're told, turn into a millionaire? Now, DC Magazine said James Alephantis was the 49th most influential person in Washington, D.C. Wow. So how do, how do you, what do you make of that, Tim? How does a high school dropout, you know, slash pizza sh- shop guy become the 49th most influential person in D.C.? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there there's a lot of people who didn't have high school graduates who or, or who weren't high school graduates who have been successful, no question about that. But how do you, the, the more important thing is, how do you become the 49th most influential person person in dc by running a pizza shop i mean what's going on there i think that's that's more the pertinent question because i, I see a lot of people who are successful who who don't have the other but influencing in dc that's that's a pretty big deal when you're running a pizza shop especially a pizza shop with some of the images that you showed us the other day that's that's pretty that's pretty interesting Yes, I mean, you know, it's it, it, it's just in a normal, it, the area is not really, a, how can I put it, like a, a high profile area in DC. People have described it as a bit of a rundown area, you know, just a normal pizza shop. It doesn't really make sense that somebody would be a millionaire from that. So people have speculated, you know, is, is he making his money from much more sinister means? Okay, as we discussed yesterday, sure. Peter Gates. Is a jigsaw puzzle. Um, and all I'm doing is presenting the facts for people to come to their own conclusions. So these are just something I wanted to point out. Right. Okay, so moving on, let's go to, I want to show you, if you go to page 100, and uh, viewer discretion is advised, these are just cartoon images, but the images we're about to show uh, are a little bit gory, um, but these are posters which were basically um, advertised at Comet Pizza. So if you go to page... Uh, 127, please. Just that that one there, the next one down. So what, what you're looking at here, Tim, these are music posters which are advertising events at Comet Pizza. Now, bear in mind, this is supposed to be a family-friendly restaurant, and you'll notice uh, at the bottom right it says uh, Comet Ping Pong, okay? Right. You know, well, it's just a strange image to have as to, to for an event. Would you not agree? Yeah, especially if it's supposed to be family friendly. I'm I'm almost embarrassed. <laughs> it's a family radio show where we're putting the video portion out to have it up here. Yeah. Well, we can move on quickly. Um, I just wanted to show okay. the viewers. I mean, have us. You can have a quick scroll through these. I mean, these are very occultish. These are very strange images. I mean, you can just, you can just slowly scroll through those. 
Uh, there is some more ones that are a little bit, you know, they're not as nice, so you, you, you can go past them. While you're just quickly scrolling through that, I'm just going to find the next page that I want to, to, to talk about. So just bear with me. Okay, if we jump ahead to page 174, uh, sorry, 170, please. <clears throat> okay, hang on, let me scroll through that one. All right. No problem. 170. It, they're very strange posters to have as a, for a family-friendly restaurant, I would I think. I would think so, yes. Yeah. So basically, um, if you just scroll down like half to the next page, there's just a little bit under, you can see the Comet Pizza. So can you see those crescent moon and stars? Right. Yeah, and then if you just scroll back up to the, to the Baphomet picture. Okay. And by the way, for those who are listening, I know you can't see the pictures, if you want to join us on YouTube or Facebook or any of these other outlets that we're on, you can do that. Otherwise, we'll have this up at Sons of Liberty Media, and you can check it out later. This is the infamous picture of Baphomet. And <clears throat> one of the things that's being promoted here in the States, Sean, is the satanic groups who want to come in and, and they want to put their Baphomet, um, the, their statue up beside or in place of the Ten Commandments that... Uh, you know, have been established, that established even the country here in the United States. It was based upon God's law. It wasn't based upon any of this occultic stuff at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's a big problem. I think it's, I think it's probably a bigger problem in the States. I mean, in the UK, as far as Satanism goes, it's ve- it's a lot more hidden in the UK than it is in America, as far as, as my understanding of it is. Obviously, we have, we have Satanists everywhere, but I think there's different levels of Satanists, in my opinion. I think you have the ones who, you know, use it as an, use it basically to say, this is just a religion. We're not doing anything illegal. This is just who we believe in. But then I think we have the more occult ones, uh, you know, at the higher echelons of government who take part in much more sinister. Sure. I mean, I, I think. Personally. Sure. So this image for the people listening, this is just a photo of Baphomet and Baphomet is basically, you know, it's used to depict modern day Satanism. Uh, and it basically, the, the message is to rebel against the morals of mankind. And he's represented as a crescent moon and a star. Um, now, obviously, if you go down to the next page, Tim, you can see in the Comet Pizza logo, we have crescent moon and stars. These people communicate through symbolism. Symbolism is the easiest way to show what you're really all about without telling you directly, Okay. And if anyone who studied the occult will know that this is how these people communicate. So it's just a fact that I wanted to point out that they have this in their signage, you know? Yep. Yep. Okay. So moving on, uh, let's jump down a little bit more to page 174, please. Okay. So we're going to tell you a little bit more facts about James Alephantis, okay? So Jimmy Comet is the he is that is the Instagram profile for James Alephantis, the owner of Comet Ping Pong. So we I showed you the images of the Comet P- Ping Pong Instagram profile yesterday. What this is, this is James Alephantis's personal account. Now you'll notice the profile picture. Um basically um his account is this it's the statue Antonos Okay, and Antonos was the boy lover of the Roman Empire. Okay, and this was considered a symbol of pedestry. So the owner of Comet Ping Pong has a sculpture which is symbolic of pedestry. Okay, 
Okay. Uh, just something to, to point out. Again, it's symbolism. You know, why has he got that as his profile picture? And pedestry is the act of sexual relations between a male adult and a child. Right. Okay. Okay, so moving on, um, go down to the 176, please. Okay. So I think we showed this yesterday towards the end, but I'll just briefly tell you again. So this is just an image um, where somebody has commented and tagged James Alafantes via his Jimmy Comet profile and said, Pan makes me think of Jimmy Comet and Pan is the demonic pagan god of paedophilia and rape. So somebody is basically saying that James Alafantes reminds them of the demonic pagan god of paedophilia and rape. Can you see how all these connections seem to be linking in the same subject matter? Oh, absolutely. In fact, this is one of the things that I asked you yesterday. I said, you know, we've got the FBI with all their symbolism, and that's in a particular document. I know that I've written on that before and had that that uh, put out to people, and I know other people who are probably watching have or and listening have seen the, that FBI document. How can they not see this stuff? And I, and my my thinking is they have seen it, and in order for something like this to exist, with so many just overt things right out there in the open, and this guy pretty much taking on these titles, showing these images for himself. <clears throat> That's okay. Um, and showing these images of himself, the things that he's stating, the things in this one, oh, this sounds like you. And he goes, yep, that's me. Well, in order for that to exist and to stay, I don't, I don't even like the term free, but stay out in the open, he's got to have some cover from those in authority. We're going to talk about that towards the end of the show. And this is this is one of the things that really bugged me, uh, and, and it bugs Bradley, is that we're not getting justice. And eventually, my thought is these people are going to mess with the wrong parents, uh, mess with the wrong kid with the wrong parents, and the parents are going to go hunt them down, and they're going to do to them what the government should have done in bringing justice to them. That's why they're there for what they're doing. Yes. Well, everything you just said to him is correct. What by by communicating through symbolism, what this does, it gives them it gives them plausible deniability. You know, James Elefantis could just say, "Oh, I'm just into art, which is why I have a sculpture." So there's no real you can't prove it just by one image. However, looking at all the available evidence, as I've mentioned, Peter Gate is a jigsaw puzzle. We can look at it from a detective's point of view and say, okay, but there is more than one, you know, incident here. This is a pattern. You know, once is random, twice is a coincidence, and three times is a pattern. And we most certainly have a pattern of events here. I agree we do, and uh, <clears throat> just for those who might be listening, I know most of you agree with me, but you say, well, that's not a very Christian thing for you to say, Tim. Well, let me just remind you that Jesus warned about it because, I mean, the most we, I think the closest we come to in the Scripture of anything like this is the child sacrifice, and you made mention of the email between Cheryl Mills and Hillary Clinton where they, she said she was going to sacrifice a chicken to Molech in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not even, I mean, we don't even have this idea of being with children that I can think of ever in Scripture, but we do have Jesus saying, if you cause one of these little ones to stumble, then it's better if you tie a millstone around your neck and throw yourself in the ocean. And folks, I got to tell you, you get a hold of a pedophile, you catch a pedophile, I'm saying you take them down by the lake, you get the millstone, you wrap a rope around their neck and say, Adios. I mean, I think that is a just punishment for the crime that they're committing. 
And uh, this guy here, for what we're seeing, th- these people have seared their conscience. I, I, I just how you're even attracted to little babies sexually or children is beyond me. You you have to go to a whole level of depravity that I don't even <clears throat> I don't even know how you live in. But they've they've severed their conscience to that point, people. So when I yeah. say what I'm saying. I'm not saying something that's unbiblical. I mean, Jesus said this. You cause one of these little ones to stumble. And we talked about the lady who was, who was doing some of this art yesterday. Yes. Uh, and some of the art where she, she was obviously traumatized by those things happening to her. And mm-hmm. folks, it, it seems that we want to show more mercy to the criminal than we do to the victim. <clears throat> and that's not justice. Uh, and until we have justice again in this country, we're not going to secure our liberties, nor the liberties of our, of our children. Sorry, I just want yeah. to interject that there, Sean. No, it's fine. When, when this comes out, Tim, I mean, we've barely scratched the surface. What when, when this comes out fully in the mainstream media, the investigation leads eventually will lead to the to satanic ritual abuse of children, which is where the evidence is pointing, which we'll get onto maybe in another show, maybe towards the end today. So when people really realize what is happening to the children, you know, we do need justice. So yes, I agree with you. Okay. All right. Okay, let's jump forward to page 182, please. Now, we briefly seen these yesterday, so we're just going to go over them quickly again. So these are images which were on J- Jimmy... J- these are images which were on James Alephantis's Instagram profile. So for the people listening on the radio, he has numerous images of children in very strange ways. There are nine children in total. James Alephantis does not have children. We don't know who these children are. We're currently looking at an image of a child tied to a table with tape. Somebody's commented saying, this is creepy. Okay. And then if you just have a quick scroll through, Tim, just to show the viewers, you know, these are just some images which were on there. We, we briefly touched on the, um, the next image after this, Tim, the one where they were appeared to be selling a German baby even though it's just a doll, it has a sign which says German baby, $1,200. It's just strange. You, you don't have that on a pizza shop, you know, restaurant. So they're just some of the images. Uh, Tim can just quickly scroll through those. What I, what I would like you to go to, please. Okay, let's jump forward to 199. Those beads represent that man is in a relationship with that child her hashtag chicken lover it's a it's a pedophile symbology now now what we're looking at here tim this is one of the most disturbing pictures on the comet well on the jimmy comet profile so what we're looking at we're looking at a walk-in freezer so imagine for the viewers listening imagine a stainless steel you know box room walk-in freezer steel on the floor the walls and the ceiling with no freezers in it just um, just pure bare metal. And in the comments, we have comments like hashtag kill room, hashtag murder, hashtag just a pile of money under a sheet, hashtag just rinse it off when you're done. And if you look closely, it appears to be some sort of red stains on the floor and people have speculated that this could be blood. Now, looking at this image on its own without the context of the other images and the other evidence I've showed you, you couldn't really draw these conclusions. However, when looking at everything, it soon becomes very, very alarming. Why are people making these sort of comments 
on this image. And I would love to know your thoughts on that, Tim. And if this is the first time you've seen this, what do you make of this? No, I, I saw it when um, I was getting ready for the show. And I, I, the, the first thing I thought about with some of these comments was what we talked about yesterday with the swimming pool there at the Podestas and the, and the artwork there. Uh, that mm-hmm. they that you made mention of, well, this is an easy way to clean up after what's going on. The other thing is, where is this Where is this particular freezer? Where is this located? Is this in Comet Pizza? No, no. So we're going to okay. get onto the location of this room, and it's really interesting. We'll come on to that next, actually, or just after the next thing. Okay. There was a researcher called Ryan O'Neill, and he discovered the lo- what, where we believe is the location of the kill room, which is what we're calling the kill room. Remember the email of John Podesta, last night was fun, still in torture chamber. Okay, this is, ha- this is the potential kill room. Okay, this is how it all connects. So this researcher, Ryan O'Neill, he basically, I'll show you how he did it, but he, he with excellent research, basically points out that this particular building, which is owned by James Elefantes. It's not Comet Pizza. It's a building called Pegasus Museum. And Pegasus is not that far away from Comet Pizza. What's even stranger, which we'll get onto, there are old tunnels that run under Washington, D.C. There's an old metro tunnel. And there are also tunnels that were dug by a guy called Edgar something. I can't remember his name. And that all of James Alephantis's properties above ground, because he has about four different properties, if not more, all of his properties on the surface line up perfectly with this tunnel network underground. And if enough um, digging was done, if enough work was done, there could easily be passages underground, which people have speculated could be transporting children. And I'll show you how all this is factual. Okay. Okay. So that's, that, that's the, 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 uh, the image. Go down to the next image, please, Tim. Uh, which page are we on? Because this one is... Sorry, yeah, okay. keep, keep going. This one here. Okay. So this is an image uploaded to James Alephantis's profile. And it, this is what it says. Child keeps asking for the sword incessantly over and over. Can I have the sword? Can I have the sword? God damn it. Just give the child the bloody sword and then we can all have some peace. Yeah. What, what's all that about? It's a very strange image to put on Instagram. I mean, what do you th- make of that? Well, it, <clears throat> without being graphic, it sounds to me like uh, he's just he's di- he's wanting uh, to be killed for he just want to be put out of his misery for whatever they're doing to him. That's what I would think. That's exactly what I would think as well. That's exactly what I would think. Just something I wanted to point out to the viewers. We have to look at all the evidence and be honest with ourselves. When you look into these people, you really get into the minds of them. Yes. I feel like like it's very psychological when you, you get into their mindset and when you see how they communicate, when you see how they talk in the comments, they basically think they're untouchable, basically. And they gloat. They gloat on social media like, like they're these kings who who think they're so you know they're amazing because they they do all this secret stuff that nobody knows sure. about. And but but you know their time is is coming up. You know too many people know about this and they will be brought to justice one one way or another. So we'll we'll get to that. <clears throat> okay then. So what I'd like to talk about now 
is let me just get the page. <clears throat> Feel free just to keep having a little scroll down just while I okay. find the page. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you can see the perversion that comes out in some of these things like this one here um, <clears throat> that's posted to his Instagram where he calls it Long Dong Pizza Shop. Um, and, of course, you made mention that this guy is a open sodomite. So this some of this shouldn't surprise you. But the fact of the matter is, is, is when you start referencing the children, I mean, it's bad enough that you're a man going after a man, okay? That's bad enough. Now, the Bible mm-hmm. says... That uh, that the punishment for that is death. I mean, that's what it says. If you got a problem with that, folks, and profess Christians, you got a problem with what God said. And the Bible says that God is Jesus Christ come in the flesh, and He doesn't. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So He hasn't changed His mind about how He sees homosexuality or sodomy. He does. He hasn't changed His mind about that. The issue is, is that when we come to this kind of stuff, it's gone. It's gone way beyond that. I mean, if you can't even, if you're like me, you can't even fathom a man with a man. This has gone way beyond that. This is going to the most innocent. These are people that would back the the beheading and the dismemberment of the most innocent in the womb. These are the same people who do that. Mm-hmm. And, and here they are. They're saying, well, we'll just use them for our own lusts and we'll, I mean... I, I hate, I don't want to go over overboard and say, okay, they do this, this, and this, but all the indications are shown from the things that you're showing. They're engaged in doing this to living to, let me change that because those in the, in the womb are living too. Those who are born and of, and are, have aged, they're doing that to these children. Mm-hmm. And so the, I think these things go hand in hand. This is tied right into paganism. You brought that up. And uh, and the perversion of sexuality mm-hmm. is just absolutely incredible. It really is. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's really bad, Tim. I mean, wait till I show you this next image. So go to page two hundred and sixty-six, please. Okay. Okay. So I've showed you this image. Now, what I want you to basically take note of is you see the green line. Yep. Um, now that is an Instagram profile from somebody called. Working on my night cheese, okay? Mm -hmm. That was his profile. So when this online investigation took place, all of these researchers like myself, we went digging into people. And one of the person we dug into was this gentleman here. Now, if you go to the next page, now this was a photo uploaded by him, Mm. okay? And it is a picture of a coffin, well, a drawing of a coffin, with the words kill room. Okay. And he's put in the comments, there's a creepy space in the back of my shop that's being designated thusly. Now looking at the image from, you know, just off the offset, you might, you can't really draw any conclusions. You know, it's just a picture you would think, but what's really strange, Tim, if you go to the next image is that this person not only has a picture of a... Oh, it's a very a, small coffin. Well, it's a child-sized coffin. So yep. this person appears to be making child-sized coffins. Now, you have to ask yourself, why on earth would you need to be making a child-sized coffin? 
Well, and then you've got him tied with this Comet Pizza thing, so that's a whole you know, th- those things going to again these these combination of different things and what they're talking about again why these people haven't been arrested or put down or something is beyond me yes exactly i had somebody comment to me can you see the comments it says full weld ran grounded sanded and blued yes okay that's actually a welding term because a welder commented contacted me and said he was very very concerned after seeing those those comments, it's 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 a term used. Welders will understand that term, and he basically said that um, it's it's waterproof. So he speculated that they could be using them to to drown people in the ocean or in 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 water, or after it's, they've killed them to get rid of them. Yeah, basically, okay. basically. Just something I wanted to point out. There is enough evidence now for law enforcement to open up an investigation. We can't categorically say these people are trafficking children. We can't categorically say these people are killing children. What we can say is that the evidence is pointing towards the potential of that. And with all we want is law enforcement to do their job. That's all we want. You know, we want a real investigation into these people to determine if they are committing criminal activity or not but the the alarm bells are there and there is more than enough evidence to get these people looked into yes i I would think that there is plenty of at least enough evidence to have an investigation if nothing else there's no way i i just i don't see how anybody sees the just the little bit of information that you've given us over the past two days and they're unwilling to investigate this or, or to just blow it off. I, I just don't see how you do that. No, I agree. I agree. But we, we'll get there. We, we will get our justice. Okay. Um, okay. Go to page 274, please. All right. Let me jump up here. I'm going to tell you more about this Pegasus Museum, this 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 kill room. So this is a Google screen, a Google um, image view. Now, can you see the building in the middle where it says Pegasus? Okay. Can you see that in the middle there? It's like got a red, it says Pegasus. Yeah. So that building is the building which we believe is the kill room. And I'm going to explain how Ryan O'Neill got this conclusion. It is a a museum. Okay. It It is classed as a museum. It is owned by James Alephantis and it is off limits to the public. Now, James Alephantis has a, has a, a license because um, he deals with something called the Arts and Embassy Program. And his license means that he can import and export something which is termed as living art, okay? This license uh, basically enables James Alephantis to transfer, transport goods in and out of the country without going through custom checks, Okay. This is very serious stuff. So why does he own a museum, which is off limits to the public, and this license enables him to transport goods in and out of the country without being checked? That's a little bit concerning, given all the evidence we've looked at so far. It's been speculated, you know, is he transporting children or something to that effect? Okay. Let me ask you a question with regard to that. How does somebody get that ability to do that without going through customs. I mean, what's, what's going on there? You got to have, I would think you have to have some kind of high level clearance kind of thing. You've had to have 
double check up and down and everything else to be doing something like that. I didn't even know you could do something like that. Yeah, I don't know the full specifics of it. Um, somebody else has done some work on this. All I know is, is that the art, the license that he has basically is is not subject to. It, it may not be all. Uh, it may not be all custom checks, but it's definitely he definitely has the ability to get through without being checked. And not only that, you have to realize is that this is all just a smoke screen. This is all just a cover. If he is trafficking children, the intelligence agencies are fully aware of it. All these operations will be carried out at the highest levels. You know, if any, if any, they have contingency plans in place to make sure that there are no hiccups, to make sure nothing goes wrong. It's their job to provide children for these elitists, okay? And they all have each other's back and they all look after each other and uh, they make sure that they never get caught. And giving somebody like James Alafantes a license to do this is just giving him the means to be more successful in his endeavours if he is indeed trafficking children. Right. Okay. All right. So just going back to Pegasus, let's let's talk a little bit more about it. So Pegasus is close to a children's playground, just something to point out. Um, you know, it's a little bit strange, but that's just where it is. Uh, if you scroll down to the next image, this is a, a, a Google Street View image. You can see Pegasus and you can see the playground. That's how close it is. If you go down to the next image, when somebody took these screenshots, it looks like there's a person on the roof of Pegasus, which is looking in the direction of the playground. That doesn't mean anything, but it's just a fact that they're looking in the direction of the playground, almost like a watchtower. Um, if you go down to the next image, <clears throat> somebody has written some graffiti on the wall, which says kids, and there's an arrow pointing underground. Okay. This is all in the area. Now go to the next image. Now this is the outside of Pegasus. This is the building where we believe is the location of the kill room. So let me explain how this came to be and how people got these conclusions. So if you go down to the next image, okay, there is a photo uh, of two people digging a hole which could be a, a start of some sort of tunnel network. And on the comments, it says burying a body. So firstly, why are they digging? And why is somebody commented saying burying a body? Okay. What, what do you think of that comment? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I can see, I mean, you know, just if, if I was naive, I can see where somebody would ask that question if, if I was naive. We, and again, this is this, this person that you were just talking about a little while ago, this uh, working on my night cheese. This is the kill room picture guy, yeah. Right, same thing. So when when you see all these things tied together, if it was one thing, yeah, it'd be kind of like, okay, are we joking here? Because I've I've even joked with people about stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we went uh, we went one time to get a car for my daughter, and she kind of joked, "Well, I got to be able to put some bodies in there," and she didn't mean it that way. She meant, uh, "I got to get a, I got to get a lot of people in my car." But yeah. but yeah, if you're naive and you see that as one thing, you'd say, okay, he's joking. But when you start seeing he's he's talked about this thing with the kill room, he's had these other things that are there. These people are making these comments about children. All of this goes together. Again, I just I do not understand for the life of me why there hasn't been investigation, except that there's corruption 
throughout the D.C. police, the FBI, the intelligence communities, as you said, even on up into the White House. Look, guys, I know you guys are have your hope out for Trump to to take this down and all, but is his job, Article 2, Section 3, to make sure the law is faithfully executed? I think there's enough information here, Sean, that the president should have already opened something up about this years ago when he got into office. And you say, well, he's had his plate full with this, that, and the other. Yeah, but he hadn't had it. He hadn't had it so full that he hasn't been golfing all the place to the tune of, of you know, over a hundred million dollars. Actually, it's more than that uh, of the of the people's money to go golfing. So this is a very serious issue where children children's lives are at stake. Uh, their psyches are at stake if they if they're survivors. We talked a little bit about this yesterday as well. Yeah, I, I agree, Tim. I agree. There's more There's more than enough evidence to get these people looked into. I mean, basically, back in 2016, I mean, this investigation blew up online. It got that much traction. And if we get time, I, I'll show you uh, another person contacted DC police, give them all the information. Um, but this person actually got more than what I have. This person found evidence of child porn on the Comet Pizza servers. So basically, there was a hidden network on the back of the bill, there was a website of the Comet Pizza website had a hidden back door. And on that back door, like this hidden network, there was selling children. There was, uh, there was torture porn. It was really serious stuff, but he couldn't download it because then he would be, uh, he could get in trouble. Basically he, he could be, he's committing a crime for downloading child porn. So instead what he did, he basically contacted the police, told them everything. The police ignored him. They didn't want to know. So then he went to the FBI. Well, they, I mean, why did the police ignore him? That just tells you it in himself. So then he went to the FBI, give the FBI everything. And basically one week later, a lone gunman ran into the shop and apparently shot the place up looking for innocent children the media used it as a massive chance. Basically, it was a false flag operation. I'll get into who the guy was. He was sure. an actor. He was a crisis actor. And basically, um, they went in there. They they used the event to twist the narrative. And what they did, Tim, they created a new word. And that word was fake news. Okay. The last time something like this happened was in 1967, I think, or 64. Whenever JFK was assassinated the people didn't believe the narrative. So the government, as you know, pushed this word conspiracy, conspiracy, theory. Yep. conspiracy theory to control the public's perception of the truth. And it's been that effective. They use it ever since. Whenever anything comes to light, which basically exposes nefarious agendas, they say conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory. They repeat it in the media to basically dampen people's intelligence and make people not question the narrative. And when Pizzagate happened, they needed a new buzzword. They needed a new word to control the masses' perception. And that new that word they chose was fake news. And if you look at the trends of fake news, fake news came out the exact same time as Pizzagate broke. So they used it as a, as a way to control the narrative, and they still use it to this day. Yeah, well, they're they're using it obviously now for anybody who goes against the narrative on the convid stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's a con. It, it's a, it's a. I mean, what we're being told is a con. And uh, again, I've got my interview with Dr. Scott Jensen. Now, Scott believes that 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 is a, a legitimate thing that he's treated people. He said he's done that. Uh, he takes a different perspective than people we've had on. So people appreciate the fact that yeah, I'm going to bring on somebody that 
has a different perspective in that. Um, and we're going to probably do that sometime next week since you and I are covering again today. But, uh, but yeah, that comes to a whole nother level. It's not just about Comet Pizza. Now, mm-hmm. uh, apparently, President Trump hi- sort of hijacked that term to put it back on the media, which he was right in doing. I think he was right in doing in doing that. But then it's like if you disagree with Trump, the followers come out and call you fake news without even looking at the evidence that you present. And I think that's part of the – this is a part of the problem that I see when that's just overtly used. We've seen it by NewsGuard uh, and them coming out and determining these things. We've seen it by the f- self-proclaimed fact-checkers. We've seen it by Fascist Book and Twitter and all these others who have come out and said, well, we're going to determine whether or not you're, you're real news or you're fake news. And they give a green light to people like CNN who have completely fabricated stories. They didn't have a slant to it. They, did, they just made up stories and put them out there, and they've done it for decades, versus people who have a difference of opinion or a different perspective on what actually is going on. And, uh, and I think that's unfortunate that, that people will immediately buy into those kinds of things. I agree. I mean, what is fake news? What is it? Okay, news is information, and information has to have a source. So to determine if news is actually fake, we need to be showing the source of right. where they got this information from. So I'm showing you the source. There's the information. There's the truth. There's yep. my news, okay? That, that's what it is. When does the mainstream media ever provide their source? When do they ever prove that the information they're telling you is true? They don't. They just bank on the fact that nobody will question them because they're the news and that's how they control, you know, the world's perception of the truth. As we discussed yesterday, Tim, you know, I've researched corruption a lot of my life. The bottom line is that I want people to understand is this. There are people who are above the government, above the politics, above the law and above the people. And they basically control the world. They all look after each other. They're all part of this same club. The majority of them are paedophiles. The majority of them are into occult worship. And basically, they, they, they control world events. Okay, And Pizzagate has given us a glimpse into this dark world of these connections of these people. And that's why we need to expose them and get justice for all of the victims. I agree. I agree. We need to do that. Okay, let's move on from where we are here. Yeah. Um, um, so if you go to page 280... <clears throat> The next page down. Okay. So this was an image that was taken by James Elefantes inside a room. And you can see he's digging what appears to be tunnels. Okay. Well, he's digging something. See, I'm going to show you, but James's properties line up with underground tunnels that were built in the, you know, they were built 50, 60 years prior. And there are also an old Washington metro system, which runs under there as well. So if enough work was done, it would definitely be possible to to connect with these tunnels. Some people have said that could be what's happening here. Some people have said it could just be running pipes or something. We can't make that definite conclusion. But basically, if you um, what this researcher Ryan O'Neill found was, if you if you go down to page, bear with me, All right. Uh, okay, go down to page 295. 295, okay. There is a lot right. of info, but I'm just trying to shorten it to, you know, to, to get to it. So 
uh, Castle of Achilles, okay, is the name of the company which owns the Pegasus building. Castle of Achilles is the director of that is James Alephantes, which you can see uh, in that picture at the bottom. It says directors, James Alephantes. He's the CEO. So he he also owns this business called Castle of Achilles. If you go down to the next picture, <clears throat> this is just shows you the purchase. This is all Ryan O'Neill's research, but this just shows you that Pegasus Museum, which is where we think the kill room is, this was purchased by Castle of Achilles, which is owned by James Elefantes. If you go down to the next image, Ryan found work permits, okay, that Castle of Achilles requested for the tunnels slash digging uh, that were done inside Pegasus. And I'll show you how this picture that was taken was likely in Pegasus. Um, if you go to page 299, this shows that Pegasus was listed on Google as a museum. Then the next image <clears throat> shows that somebody was making changes to the listing in 2016. The next image shows that James Alafantes is contributing to the Google listing. Then when Petergate broke in the next image in 2016, the Pegasus listing was removed from Google. So James Alafantes owns Pegasus Museum through the company Castle of Achilles. As soon as this went public, James removed Pegasus Museum as a listing. Now, if this is just a museum and not doing anything wrong, and it's not a torture chamber where they presumably torture children, why did he remove it as a listing? What do you think of that? Yeah, that's very interesting because he's definitely the one who is uh, obviously contributing to that. So, yeah, I can see. Again, it, one thing by itself would be this thing that we could say, okay, it's kind of out of the ordinary, but when you start compiling all of these things together, then it starts to look like a, a completely different thing. And I think it's, it's exactly what you said. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. You've got all these pieces, and when you start putting them together, what do you come up with? You come up with these guys are not just – they're not just running a pedophile ring. They're, they're doing something much even far worse than that, if you can even imagine, uh, that they're involved in. If, if the things are – if their in, innuendos are to be believed as something that is a reality – Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. It, 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 I'm so I'm so glad you you said that because it is it, it's a jigsaw puzzle. Petergate is a jigsaw puzzle, and we now have enough evidence to open an investigation, and that is the ultimate goal. But the investigation has to be public, and the investigation has to uh, everyone has to be made aware of the investigation and what's going on. So that that's that's what we hope to get, and that's what I hope to achieve as a investigative journalist and you know advocate for truth. Okay. Yep. I, I hope that we get it too. Okay. Brilliant. So um, if you go to the next image, you can see that James Alephantes deleted Pegasus. So he's now completely removed it. Okay. Um, and this is where we the next image basically shows how we believe this is the kill room. Okay. So if you just scroll okay. down to the next one, please, Tim. All right. So somebody put this together. This is a bird's eye view of the Pegasus 
museum. And it's a picture which incorporates the outside of it, the inside where the tunnels were, and basically a bird's eye view. So can you see on the left where you've got those like yellow lines and you can see the V-shape for the tunnels? I have a question. Now, this is just hitting me from looking at this. This thing is just a few feet from a playground. Yes. Is it possible that some of these tunnels are there that they can swipe kids at a playground and just, I mean, they just disappear right off the playground there? I mean, is that a possibility? Where are these tunnels? Where where they're digging? Do these tunnels go towards... Um, the playground, or are they going somewhere else? I'll show you on the on the. I'll show you where the tunnels go. But the tu- all, see all, all of James's properties, Tim. All the properties he's got: Comet Pizza, Pegasus. He's got another property. They all are built on top of existing tunnel networks. Okay. So if enough work was done inside the building, like what it looks like is happening here. You know, all they need to do is get that kid off the street into one of these buildings yep. or into school, and then they've got them, and then they've got them in this in this network, basically. Do you understand what I mean? Yep, I see it exactly. So, 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 so somebody found out that look, this tunnels that they appear to be digging looks like it's inside this 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 place, this kill room, right? And let's look what James Elefantes did as soon as this came out. So uh, if you just go to the next image, okay, that's where the kill room is. That's where we believe it is based on all the evidence I've showed you. So then scroll down to, okay, let me just find it. Okay. okay scroll, scroll down to, cause I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. We'll come back to that in a second. If you scroll down to three, one, four, well, actually no, scroll, scroll to three, 10, sorry, three, 10. This guy is called Harrison G. Dwyer, just for the people who want to look into it. Uh, In 1924, a truck fell through the earth uh, on 21st and P Street. Sean, Sean, let's hold hold for just a second because we're coming up at the end of the show uh, for Red State Talk Radio. And what I want to do is I want to tell people, if you want to join us for the rest of it, we're going to go about maybe 30 minutes longer. Sean said he'll stay with us for that long. And uh, you can join us on YouTube. Or at Setting Brush Fires, or you can jump on our Facebook page at B. Dean Sons of Liberty. And uh, we want you to, to finish that. Sean, you got about 20 seconds. Tell people where they can find out more about you and then watch where your work is. If you go onto YouTube, type in Sean Speaks, S-E-A-N, Speaks. Okay, I have a YouTube channel. My profile picture is the power of the people is stronger than the people in power. All of my research is on there. If anybody wants to download it as a document, you will find it in the description of my videos. Research on Pizzagate, 5G, 9-11, amongst very other uh, controversial subjects. So that's where you'll find my work if you want okay. to find it. All right. We appreciate you joining us. You guys join us on the other side of the close here in 23 hours. Actually, 8 a.m. tomorrow. Kate Shimrani be with us. See ya. Okay. All right. We're back here. And for those of us, for those of you who will be joining us from Red State Talk Radio, welcome. Uh, we appreciate that. Sean, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I just needed to close out the, the radio portion of the show. And uh, let me cut off the phone lines here. And they're gone. And so if you want to pick up here with what you were talking about, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. But uh, Don't worry. Want, it's fine. Yeah, if you no, want to pick that up, can, go ahead and do that. We can get carried away talking. It's uh, The time flies, <laughs> doesn't it? Yes. <clears throat> 
Okay, so um, if you just go back to that picture, so this guy is Harrison G. Dwyer. He, a, a truck fell through the earth, basically, and uh, there was it was discovered there was tunnels. And uh, Mr. Dwyer was a Smithsonian scientist, and he was an etymologist, and he basically was somebody who was involved in in, in creating these tunnels because he was interested in the bugs and looking at different things. And this was back in the 1920s. Now, where uh, if you scroll down to the next image. <clears throat> It just shows you the the tunnel network, which was which was basically built by him and his colleagues. We're presuming. Um, now, if you go to page three one four, now this is the old metro system. So there are two tunnels that were based. There are two separate tunnel networks which are under Washington DC. One was the ones built by Edgar in his work and the other is an old metro station i mean look how big these tunnels are tim all of these tunnels are directly underneath james alafantis's properties i mean you could you could easy fit a few hundred people in there yeah of course i now and these were built though you know i guess with public knowledge and things of that nature these kind of tunnels were these others are not and they look at least from how they're how they're trenching them, they look like that they're much smaller. They're probably two persons wide or something at that, or maybe three people. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The, the, these these ones are public knowledge, but the old Washington subway station it's not in use anymore. So my point is is that it's closed off to the public, and these big tunnels underground are still there. These massive spaces okay and if you just scroll down you can see just how big these networks are okay so if enough work was done you know you could actually break through into these tunnels and you could you could make other tunnels and you could connect to other places in washington okay okay so this is just something i wanted to point out okay so let's go to okay go to 320 please These are James's properties, Comet Pizza, I forget the name of the one on the right, and Pegasus. And all of his properties, if you go down to page 322, all line up with the tunnel network underground. So you can see at these screenshots, people have put James's properties in Pegasus, you know, Comet Pizza. And in the bottom image, you can see that there is basically a perfect straight line which connects all of these properties. Okay. Okay. So this this is just facts that people need to be made aware of. Okay, then what I want to go on to now is I want to go... Okay, if you go down to the next image, uh, sorry, um, page 327, and I'm going to try and speed it up a little bit because there's still quite a bit to go through. Okay, sure. Um, This person, not this person in the picture, but this word, Amos, okay? Amos was referenced quite a lot. Now, keep scrolling through. You'll see hashtag Amos, you know, the famous Amos, you know, who is Amos? I, I wanted to know who is Amos because all of these pictures were tagged, at pe- were basically at Pegasus, okay? Um, they're, they're basically at Pegasus Museum. I, I've missed it out, but a bit further up, um, there's a guy sat on outside and you can you can see that he, he sat outside Pegasus Museum. So I wanted to know who was Amos, okay? Now, if you go to page 340... 
I wanted to find out who Amos was. I didn't really know much about him. I still don't know a great deal. Um, but basically, I, I typed in Amos child sacrifice. I just wanted to see if anything would come up for that. Uh, and it comes up child sacrifice worship. Okay. And it does reference Amos. Uh, okay. In that, in that uh, article about child sacrifice worship. Now, Amos is tagged at Pegasus. And Pegasus is the museum where we believe is the kill room. So all of these things are basically linking up now. All these, you know, it's not a coincidence anymore. This is quite concerning how all of these things are pointing to the same thing. Do you see that? Yeah, it's interesting to me, though, because, uh, you know, knowing what Scripture says about Amos, I mean, he was calling out the sins of Israel, and yeah. um, he he had a message of repentance, just like we do here, to turn to turn from sin, to turn to God, to be reconciled to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, he was before Christ, but he was still calling for the people to repent and to turn uh, back to God. And uh, of course, we know that Israel didn't do that. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, why they would be using Amos like that, um, I I I really don't know. Unless you're tying it to the fact that, again, unless it's in a mocking tone. As to what God's message is. Is that, is that what you're perceiving it is? Well, I don't know enough about Amos to, to... I don't know enough about who Amos was. You definitely know more than me. So I don't know enough to, to, to say why they're using that. But they definitely... You know, he's referenced about 11 times. So they clearly, you know, are using it for something. Whether it's to mock him, I don't know, to be honest. Well, there's a question that I have. Are they using... Because we already know that they're, they're using uh, pizza terms and other terms like this that they kind of twist into whatever they want. Could AMOS be an anacronym? Possibly. Possibly. It might be something that they have inside knowledge of. It could be, you know, again, we don't know, but this is how they communicate, basically. Okay. So just okay. thing I wanted to point out. Sure. Okay, next, what I want to go to, Tim, is let me just get the page. I want to, okay, let's go to 352. Now, I hope we get onto the Washington, D.C. police stuff today. I mean, I'm trying to get through it as quick as I can. But as we said yesterday, it's it's best to show the viewers all the evidence and then let them come to their own conclusions. And I want to show you this part next, okay? So Ryan O'Neill was the researcher who found the evidence which suggests that the kill room was the room where the tunnels are. Are you with me? I am. Okay, so he decided to contact James Alephantes to ask him some questions. This had blown up, you know, in 2016. He he just wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth, really. So these are some screenshots, okay, where Ryan O'Neill contacted James Alephantes. So in the first, he's, he, he rang him, basically. Sorry, before he, he called him, um, basically he contacted him via Facebook and he's asking for an interview. So you can see in these images, the blue bubble is Ryan and uh, the other one is James Alephantis. So he says, interview. And then James says, what's your name? And then he's saying, what do you need that for? James is saying, how do you have any credit? So he gives him his username. And then James is saying, your YouTube is off. Um, and he's still trying to get an interview. So then go to the next image. Um, James Alephantis is talking in a bit strange language. He, he's saying he thinks he's a shill. Um, and then he's saying he knows someone called Ryan, but Ryan's him. Uh, then go to the next page. 
So he says, do you know Ryan? He's, Ryan's saying, I'm confused. And then James is saying, Ryan Alexander-Neil. And he's going, you spelt it wrong. He said, what's up, man? And then James says, he's in trouble. And then Ryan says, who? And then James in capital letters says, you. And this is after J- Ryan had uploaded the video of the kill room information. So then James says, call me quickly and I'll tell you. So he says, what's your phone number? And James gives Ryan his phone number. So Ryan calls him and he does a countdown like 10, 9, 8, you know, pressuring him to ring. So basically James calls him and in Ryan's testimony, James Elefantes threatens to kill him and says to him, if he doesn't take the information down, he's going to have all him and his family killed basically. Now, this was obviously happened very quickly on the phone. Ryan might have a recording of this. I don't know. But Ryan is the one who went public with this and told the world what was said. And then after James threatened to kill him, according to Ryan, these are the following screenshots, which 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 came from this conversation. So he's telling him to, James Alphantis is telling him to remove the Pegasus video. If he's got nothing to hide and it is just a normal museum why is he taking draconian measures to to get this taken down so he's saying figure out how to do it ryan said i'm I'm a super reasonable guy you don't have to scare me then he says you can keep your kill room stuff fix this and we're reasonable and then the next image um ryan's like you've just threatened to kill everybody and james is saying there's no need for that and then he said i've deleted the video james says good blame youtube so he's telling him to blame it on YouTube. And then the next image says, uh, Ryan says, I've deleted everything. And then he says, they are t- uh, James says, they are taking things down. I think be more creative. Say you think it's nothing or something. It's your culture. Calm down and think about it first. This might be okay. And if you go to the next image, um, he says, let me know when you have calmed a bit to Ryan. Ryan says, give me a week. James says, ha, welcome to my world. Call me quick. I'll be nice this time. I appreciate you taking it down. Ryan says, give me a minute. I'm just riding around with somebody. Then James Elefante starts sending him pictures of his girlfriend saying cute. Then he sends him, um, then he bit, so he basically sends him a picture of his mum as well. Um, On this image, he says, call me quick. Then I can go to bed. And then the next image, he says, you created this, you can uncreate. And Ryan says, it's an interesting subject, just doing research on a hobby. I would never want my family or myself to be harmed because of this. And James says, you created it, you can uncreate. Um, Then he says, it's good you didn't end up like Welch in jail for 35 years or everyone who's getting sued. You can find it a much more you can find a much more profitable and beneficial hobby. Ryan says, I mean I meant nothing, nothing I did was wrong. Um, and it's this isn't worth it, basically saying I don't want to be killed for exposing this. And then James goes on to say, actually, a lot of what you did is illegal and punishable, but it's expensive to sue, so people don't do it. Hey, but it's not illegal or <laughs> unlawful to threaten to kill members of your family for it, right? I mean, he, uh, the silver tongue devil here. Yes, he's very, very sadistic. He knows he's very like he knows what he's doing is wrong, but he's a sociopath. He doesn't care. 
Um, so then, so then, and the next image, um, it basically just says that there would be criminal, you know, uh, the criminal proceedings if he tried to go against it, blah, blah, blah. So go to page 366, two, two images down. He basically says the story's a pack of lies. He says, you know, our families deserve to be safe, et cetera, et cetera. Go to page 367. He says that the FBI uh, liked your photos. So now he's now he's suggesting that he has contacts in the FBI because he's trying to threaten Ryan and say the FBI knows about this. So this is just a conversation which obviously took place between him and Ryan. He says that the tunnels were for plumbing. Whether or not, we don't know. Um, if you go down to page... Uh, let's have a look. It's on one of them. He says that he doesn't like children as well. He says, what about the children? And James says, I don't even like children. So these are screenshots that were taken, you know, between Ryan uh, and James Elefantes. Uh, I mean, what what do you make of all that, Tim? I mean, it's a very threatening behavior. Do you not think? Yeah, I, I do think that. And, uh, you know, if there's an, it, it, the uh, Ryan is clearly indicating that uh, James has threatened him and his family and it doesn't seem that James is wanting to put that in the in the text here. He's kind of mm-hmm. moving about it, but he's not denying that that threat went on either. So mm-hmm. I again, I think this is the, it's stuff like this. It's like man, but I guess if you're a guy and you're just kind of doing it as your hobby, so to speak, and a guy mm-hmm. threatens you to kill your family and you're finding out all this stuff, you know he really means business. So I'm assuming Ryan probably thinks the way I do that this guy has the connections in the police force or wherever he needs to do to get away with whatever he's going to do. I mean, I'm just assuming that's what it is. Exactly, Tim. And as, we, as we've repeated, this is an investigation. This is built on circumstantial evidence. It's built on many different pieces which join together to make the puzzle. And this is all evidence which points that something fishy is going on here. Something is not as what it seems. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I think the audience agrees uh, looking at the comments that I've seen here, too. And again, let me just uh, let me let me toss this out because we've had some people saying, OK, this looks like stuff that was in the QAnon. And we, we dealt with the QAnon uh, as a psyop. I, mean, I believe it is. The thing that I have to express to those people is this. You don't bait a hook for a fish you're going to catch with something the fish doesn't want to eat. You don't stick a brick on the end of a hook to catch a fish, do you? No, you put something on there that's moving. That's why you do a minnow, you do worms, you do all this kind of stuff. If you're catching bigger fish, you're going to use different kind of bait and all this kind of kind of thing. So you mm-hmm. bait it with, if you're going to do this with people, you're going to bait it with enough truth that they bite into it. But the problem is, is like with the QAnon, is not seeing the actual results of things and we did some of that if you want to see the q show folks you can do that i'll i'll actually make it one of the things when we edit the video out today uh, i'll make it one of the things that you can click on at the end of the show so if you want to follow that you can see some of the information plus some of the other things that we've had there in fact i'll add the shows that i've done on q i've only done about three i don't make it a big deal but it's just every once in a while just to remind people of what's going on there um, of those kinds of things. So some of this has been in QAnon. There's no doubt that there's a lot of good people in QAnon who want this dealt with just as much as you and I do. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is 
Where is it happening with people like James Alifantis? Where is any real investigation there? Where is any investigation into Tony Podesta or John Podesta or Hillary Clinton or uh, Marina Abramovic or any of these people? Where is any kind of serious investigation into this at all? I don't see it, Sean. No, there isn't, Tim. There isn't. They're throw- like you just said about the fish. They're throwing small fish under the bus, Harvey Weinstein, you know, yep. other things coming out. To give the illusion that, yeah, we're taking the deep state down. No, they're not. You know, I have my own views on Trump. I have my own view. This isn't just about Trump. I just personally believe that it doesn't matter who's in power. It doesn't matter whether it's Trump. It doesn't matter whether it's Boris Johnson. All these people are put there to to, to have an agenda. Whether they believe in the individual person or not, that's down to the viewer. But I just, you know, I've researched global corruption all my life and, the system is corrupt and it's it's built by design. And um, that's just how it is, in my opinion. So to me, it doesn't matter who gets put in office. The shadow government is always running the show. And the shadow government does not want Pizzagate coming out. I agree with that. I agree with that assessment. Um, and that's, again, I think this is part of why, we have, why we've had you on, uh, is to expose some of these things. And I think it does line up with what we're saying. It, people have to go. You can look at what people say. And again, I said yesterday, I think Donald Trump, if the reports are to be believed, he has more than probably any other administration went after pedophile rings. But again, these are the small fish and it's made to look like, well, he's going to take out the big cats. He's going to take out the deep state and this, that and the other. And I just I think people are in for a rude awakening who think that because this is how they control the opposition. They lead it. They know how mm-hmm. to talk like them. They know how to act like them. They give uh, just enough to where they become believable. Uh, it's like the the claim that he's the most pro life president. No, he's not. There were plenty of them before him uh, and who didn't who didn't fund any baby murders, and yet we're still funding over six hundred million to Planned Parenthood alone, who only does forty percent of the abortions in America. That's mm-hmm. American money that's that's signed for by Donald Trump. It's put forth by Congress, but it's signed forth by Donald Trump. That agenda continues to go forth. Now, if you'll fund the murder of the unborn, one has to ask the question, what will you do with issues like this that are involving children too? I mean, I th- that's the question that I have to ask. It's not so much what is said, it's what's done. James says, you show me your faith by your works. The devils say they believe, they believe there's a God, but that's not doing them any good because they continue on in what they're doing. So this is what I try to help people see in what goes on with that. Now, let's let's do this because um, I know we have some more information we want to get on, but we've got about 10 minutes here before I have to go. And one of the things I want to ask you is is this. All this information is here, Sean, Mm -hmm. and I want your take on, and this will be your opinion, on why has D- has the D.C. police pretty much buried this with the whole fake news thing that came out? And yeah. the the FBI, why is there no, why are we not seeing anything uh, related to uh, Mr. Alfantis, uh, Comet Pizza, and all of this stuff? Why are we hearing it from Q, but we're not seeing anything go on as far as a- an investigation? There's no hint of that. There's no leaks on that. There's nothing and you know, in this climate, that would have been late by now. Why is yeah. that not going on? What's your opinion on that? Basically, Tim, um, I mean, I wanted to get on to the Washington, D.C. We'll, ha- we'll definitely have to do another show if you'll have me on to cover that extensively. In fact, but yeah, we'll do that. The bottom line is, Tim, 
is that it's it's Petergate is real. There's enough evidence to prove it's real. And they don't want stories of this magnitude coming out because as I mentioned in part one yesterday, Petergate, if this thread is pulled, it will bring down the entire corrupt system. It will bring down all of the pedo politicians. It will bring down all of the occultists because a real investigation is like a spider's web, which will branch out into the deepest parts of government. And they don't want that. So they will do anything and everything in their power to stop it. Now, I told you about the hacker who found child porn on the web, on the Comet Pizza servers, connected with servers all over the world, London, Berlin. This is a global problem. Petergate is just the beginning. And I very quickly just want to show you this next image and we'll finish with this. And this is why they don't want Petergate coming out. And this is why they are covering it up. Go to page 379. Please. I'm going to read this out to the viewers. And this is really, it's just wording, but I need people to understand it because this is what Peter Gate is. This was found on the Comet Pizza on the Comet Pizza website allegedly by a hacker. Whether it was the same hacker who found the child porn or not, we're not sure, but this was found on the Comet Pizza servers. Okay. Now this is what it says. It says for the newcomers, spelled C-U-M-M-E-R-S. Last month's satisfied customers were raving about our pizza. We all know what pizza means. It means children. And we know you were we know you will too. Repeat customers know the drill. For newcomers, first run the program given to you by your special friend, and all instructions on how to enjoy this joyous hobby will be easily understandable. But please remember the penalties for breaking the rules, which are also included in the program. Very few have broken the rules, and needless to say, the penalties are harsh. All pricing is included in the app. The app will only run once and the following requirements must be met. The app is to be run from your own personal computer that only you have access. Your computer must be connected to the internet when run. The app must be run from your home. You must destroy the media on which you receive the app and remember the password that will activate the app as there will be no icons on your computer. November newcomers, zero. November specials. Now, everyone, listen Listen to this. This month, we have five fresh pizzas for your enjoyment. We also have four surviving pizzas from last month's session. All are on sale at an extremely low price as they are in poor health and not expected to survive. So a requirement is that you finish eating your pizza after your session. This month's special includes a 30% discount on severe torture. Each image below is available for $1,000 in fine print. Andrew also has some prints he would like to sell, so contact him for more info. They are true masterpieces. Now, what do you, what do you make of that, Tim? Yeah, this is just... This is, just this is the hard, sinister truth of what people are doing to children, and they see it as a hobby. They see it as a joyous hobby, this suggests that this, you know, they have an app for this. This is built on a blockchain, which is a hidden internet. It's like a dark web platform, which people can people can log in as anonymous users and take part and buy child porn. They can it infuriate me. I'm, I'm getting angry talking about it. Like this is happening all over the world. 
this is happening everywhere. Pizza shops are used as a front. You know, James Alafantis is not the only pizza shop where this is happening. This is happening all over the world. And it is the biggest problem in our world. Child trafficking and the killing of children is happening. And it is up to us, the people, to save the children and hold these people accountable, which is why I've worked so hard to put this information together to show the world what is going on. And this is the wor- this is the elite's biggest worry. Their biggest fear is Pizzagate coming out. Because if there's one thing we can all agree on, Tim, it is the safety of our children. So please, anybody listening, anybody watching, you have a duty to share this document far and wide. You have a duty to wake up the world and you have a duty to show the people what is really going on. And we, the people, have to make that change. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, Sean, one of the things is, is we and we asked about those who are in authority, who are charged with upholding the law, bringing people to justice. I just want to throw this out here because we brought in the FBI a little while ago, and this was something that came out, gosh, I can't even believe it's been uh, more than four years since I wrote this. This seems like I wrote about this like within the past year. So my time Mm -hmm. is flying very fast. Uh, As the Bible says, James says, our life is but a vapor. And boy, when you get past, I don't know, there are certain age groups that we that we get to that are milestones and our life seems to go into fast forward. Mine feels like that. This was from 2016, okay? Yes. Um, that, I, that I had this. This was called Operation Pacifier. The okay. FBI took over a child pedophile website and began distributing child porn to what? Catch people who view it. Now, every time they distributed... A, a piece, whether it was a video or an image, it was a federal crime. And this is why yeah. I talk about, look, this idea of entrapment, this idea that the police can violate the law in order to catch lawbreakers is just, it, it, it's it, it's unjust, it's, it's asinine. I mean, it really is. But here they took over this thing, and for several days, I forget the amount of images because there were a couple of these things where they did this, mm-hmm. this uh, Operation Pacifier, they were doing it. Now, you can't tell me if these guys aren't running the show here, um, that they aren't looking at this stuff as well. And then what's happening to them as a result of it? I, we, we've had the Department of Defense, 5,000 employees looking at child porn at the department. Is anybody fired? No. He's told, don't do it again. Yeah, but if that was you, if that was you, Tim, you'd be arrested. Exactly. So we have one set of laws for those in authority and another set of laws for the little people that they're supposed to serve. We're actually the sovereigns. They're our our servants. They're the ones who serve us. Mm -hmm. And they're supposed to be the ministers of God to punish evildoers, not those who do good. So you're Mm -hmm. exactly right. If this were you or I and this was found on, we'd be perp-walked. All of our stuff would be taken and everything else, and I'm not so naive to think that with the networking and the internet and everything else, they can't, it makes me wonder sometimes, honestly, some of the people who are brought out with said, you have this on your computer and this, that, and the other, sometimes it makes me wonder whether or not that stuff hasn't been planted on their computers in the first place. Now, I know there are some legitimate stuff, but sometimes mm-hmm. it makes me wonder that because of their ability and because of things like this, Operation Pacifier, what we see in the Department of Defense. And so this kind of gives a, a basis, in my opinion, as to why this stuff that you're pointing out here with, with the whole 
and, and Pizzagate is much bigger than Comet Pizza or even the stuff that you're talking about happening in London, this, that, and the other. I think there is a network of pedophilia that mm-hmm. isn't even maybe tied to Comet Pizza. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, like I said, I've done some reports on that. I think I put some links up to that in the archives yesterday. Show I'll add that back into today's along with the the information you've got, and we'll certainly bring you on. Maybe uh, I don't have a guest on for Monday. If you want to come on Monday, we'll finish up. We'll wrap things up then on Monday if you'd like. Yeah, let's do Monday because we've we've got through a lot of doc. We've got through a lot there. I'm happy, but there's okay. still more to show you, uh, which I'd like to show you about Washington D.C. and show you about the Crisis Actor and how they covered all this up. But yeah, that's something I definitely want to do. See, we, we need to, although you, you are correct, Petergate is not just about James Lafantis. It's not just about Comet Peter. Petergate is a bigger problem. However, the evidence that I've got is focused on these key people in sure. Comet Peter. And we need to go after them. So once we go after them, it will make connections and it will branch out into the larger problem, which is the global issue. So Petergate is real. I've got enough evidence to prove it's real and we need to make the change. So thank you for having me on, Tim. And I'll be happy to come back on Monday and sort of round all this up nicely. We'll go into the paedophile symbols. We'll talk about, I will play the interview from the person who found the child porn on the website. And we'll just, we'll just show people the facts you know, I'm not here to tell people what to think. I'm here to present Absolutely. the facts and people need to look at the facts and make their own minds up. Yep. And that that's what I told you before the show. I really appreciate the way that you presented it. You said, here's the stuff. And then you would even ask me, what do you think about that? It, the issue is that we want people to come to their own conclusions. Um, we're not here to drive them into the other, but uh, but we want them to come to their own conclusions. All right, Sean, let's, let, we'll set for Monday and mm-hmm. uh, same time, same bat channel. And uh, mm-hmm. if you would, before we go, tell people again where they can uh, see more of the information that you've dug up on a variety of subjects, not just on this one. Yeah, I mean, if you can pull the, my YouTube up, pull it up. If not, I'll just tell people. Um, but my YouTube is Sean Speaks, which is S-E-A-N Speaks on YouTube. I have videos on there covering corruption all over the world, lots of different subjects. I also uh, have documents. This is my YouTube channel. I also cover the protests in England. So I actively speak on the streets and tell people what's going on in the world. Um, So yeah, all my research is there. If you want to download my documents, go on to any of my videos into the description and you can basically download all my work. Um, You know, I've got lots of stuff on there to to view. I I know how to cure cancer for free, which we can talk about another time via natural healing, detoxification. There's a lot. I I cover a broad range of things. Please please check it out. It's been a pleasure having me on, Tim. I've really enjoyed um, being on the show. Not so much the subject matter, but it's important that we get this information out there. So thank you again for having me and God bless everyone out there listening. You know, thank you. Yeah, Sean, we appreciate your time, and I know that uh, we talked uh, just before the show that you work till early in the morning, so you're not getting all your sleep right now, so hopefully you get a nap. I'm going to go catch one real quick before I start my day, and uh, again, I'm looking forward to you coming on Monday. We finish up with that. Folks, be sure to check out Sean's um, work there on YouTube, Sean Speaks, and tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, don't forget... Uh, Kate Shamarani will be joining us for a health and wellness program. I don't know if we'll be talking about some of the stuff that's transpired this week because we've kind of gotten off of health and wellness to deal with uh, what's going on with the lockdowns, the people protesting, and all of this stuff. So we may cover some of that again tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Kate Shamarani will join me then. Till then, see you guys. <laughs>